Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans and uh, with me today are uh, Jim Grant. Good evening. And it's great to have him back. Uh, he is one of the original members of the Stop Hammer Time team. Uh, it is, of course, Don, the Don Peretta. Hi, everybody. Hi, Don. How's it going? Hey. Yeah, good. Thanks. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Next. Now, we haven't done one of these for a week, uh, and during that time, we, uh, uh, well, in fact, last week's podcast was a celebratory podcast, having sort of turned a corner and uh, beaten Chelsea. Since then, uh, mixed fortunes, we uh, we played Burnley, and that ended up disappointingly. Then we had a triumphant uh, victory at the weekend, which we'll talk about, and then uh, results uh, bizarrely uh, went uh, totally against us in other parts of the league, well, essentially the parts below us. Um, uh, in something, in a move that could have been scripted by the people that were trying to uh, create Project Restart <laughs> and turn it into a, a fantastic Truman Show-like uh, event with plots and twists and turns and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yes. So, first of all, uh, uh, we came not crashing back to down to earth, but uh, we played uh, we played Burnley, and, and uh, you know, I mean. What did you make of that, fellas? Well, I th- I thought in the first half against Burnley, we we played well and created a, a few clear cut chances that we that we didn't take. And the longer the game went on, the more you sensed we were likely to uh, regret that. And once we went behind, they were very tight. They didn't give you any space to play. We kind of ran out of ideas as the game as the game progressed in the second half, really. Yeah. Um, 
but you know we could easily have gone two nil up and and I think probably would have you know gone on to win it comfortably if we had but we didn't take we you know we weren't clinical in front of goal yeah yeah what did you make of it Don um it's true that we had lots of chances it's also true that their goalie had one of the games of his life he did, uh, yeah. and yes yeah we wish have put them away however I still thought we didn't have the other team in our position should have, which we then showed a bit later in the week. But on that night, we kind of accepted that their goalie was going to have a good night. And, and it felt to me that the, almost like by the end of it, that accepted defeat. Yeah. So whilst it, it didn't deliver. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think, you know, the, the sort of fragility and confidence... It, you know, scratch the surface, it didn't take very long to to re-emerge, did it? No. I mean, I did sort of think that, you know, what, what that game was really was, was a game that if it had been in a season that was sort of going even remotely OK for us, we'd have just taken that and kind of gone, oh, it was one of those days. You know, as you said, Don, their keeper played a blinder. We, we had chances but just couldn't convert. And they nicked, you know, sort of a quite a it wasn't utterly fluky but I mean that that sort of the header that went in the net you know managing to strike the bar then creep in behind the goal line was um you know yeah. I think that guy meant that he- I don't think that guy meant that header to be as good as it was well it came off the shoulder so really didn't <laughs> no no and, and actually to the to the credit of the Burnley player that crossed it he crossed it very early um, yes and that sort of caught us by surprise. In fact, it was noticeable that it wasn't the guy that headed in, but it was another guy running towards the goal that was screaming and pointing at the area in front of him because that's obviously something I work on, is just put a high ball in and have the tall guys attack it. Yeah. But, you know, you could argue yeah. that Fredericks should have closed him down a bit more um, and you could argue that Cressel was caught ball-watching. You know, mm. uh, that, it was a soft goal to concede, really. And, yeah, and you could argue that, that Fabianski no longer really dominates his box in the, in the way that we, he, he did when he first came into the team. He seems reluctant to come off his line a bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were similar balls that we put into their uh, six-yard area in, uh, in the game uh, that Pope just came and gobbled up, you know? So... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think we could have we we could exposed frailties in the defence again. And really, yeah, even yeah. As you say it was a bit bit fluky. Yeah, come off his shoulder. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean that. I think we, you know, we were caught out by the earliness of that cross as well. Um, you know, it yeah. was a it was a good cross. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so you know, upwards and onwards. But then, um, you know, on uh, uh, Saturday we. We did what we had to do. And, you know, that game was, you know, what what happened against Burnley suddenly meant that a very winnable game now had a huge amount of pressure on it uh, because we were now up against one of our sort of three winnable games um, without that cushion that we thought that the Chelsea result had given us because we then, you know, we we thought we might get something out of Burnley and we didn't. Um, But we, you know, we dispatched them pretty efficiently. Yeah, um, yeah. The early goal made a big, uh, big difference, didn't it? It just settled everything down, uh, t- t- completely knocked the stuffing out of um, Norwich, 
and they i mean they were they they just looked a, a sort of raggedy beaten team didn't they really throughout, yeah. throughout game but you know you could only play what's in front of you and then we did play very well we created a lot of chances um noble playing in a kind of sort of number 10 role um had yeah. a good game um you know antonio was they just couldn't cope with him um and uh you know yeah it was a, it was an impressive performance it really was i think so don what did you make of the uh, norwich game it's one of those games obviously that we traditionally don't do very well in but somehow it all clicked and we uh we came out tails up we scored early and uh, everything that could go well for us went well and we could have scored eight or nine couldn't we really at the end of it yeah 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 i mean they um I mean, Jim, we were watching it together on Zoom and, and you said yeah. you know, we've got a lot of space to play. And, and I mean, um, they made us look good, didn't they? I think, um, you know, every, they, they were uh, not doing everything that Burnley did, which was close yeah. down our space and make yeah. it hard for us to sort of play around them. Uh, yeah. Norwich, we seem to sort of have the freedom of the centre of the park, really. Yeah, I mean, you can see in in one way, you know, they've gone down sticking to, to their principles of trying to play it on the on the floor and play an attractive open game. But the problem is they are too open, aren't they? And they 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 reminded me of West Ham teams you've seen in the past that simply don't get close enough to the to the opposition, don't make don't make it difficult yeah. for the opposition to play. So it was absolute chalk and cheese with Burnley, who who are masters at making it really difficult for you to play against them. Um, yeah. And do simple things directly and effectively. You know, um, you know, you just felt with Burnley once they got one nil ahead, uh, you know, that it was going to be very, very difficult. Um, I don't think you know Norwich have, have have been struggled all season when they've gone gone behind, haven't they? You know, and yet when they came in, you know, they looked with Puky scoring loads of goals and. You know, they beat Man City at home, didn't they, early in the season? And yeah, they had a good. They yeah. they seemed to start early, wasn't they? People were really impressed yeah. with uh, Pookie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think he is probably good. You know, he's 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 a quick, you know, you know, nippy little kind of good finisher. You know, yeah. good striker. But in the end, they haven't got they haven't got strength in depth, and they and they, and they haven't really wised up. Or, or or they or you could argue, as I say, they've stuck to they've stuck to footballing principles. But it's it's tough in that league and. Um, you know, you have got to at times knuckle down and just make yourself hard to to play against, and they didn't yeah. really seem equipped to do that. Yeah, and, and it was so noticeable having all that space to pass into that you just didn't exist in the Burnley game, did it? You know, and no. doesn't exist against the good footballing teams in the league. I mean, there are very very few teams you play in the Premier League where you're afforded that kind of that kind of freedom to knock the ball about wherever you want. You know. No, and um, you, I mean you quite often uh, have a little more room to pass around uh, against the top teams because they play a slightly more flair-based sort of attacking game rather than a sort of suppressing uh, game. Yeah, we, we sometimes do quite well against them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean they 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 did to us what we often do to other teams. I give them yeah. surrender the midfield. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of which, you know, I mean, it, it, again, it's difficult to judge because they really did let us play. But um, uh, our midfield looked really good, I thought. Yeah, definitely. I think I think uh, Noble certainly benefited from a couple of uh, days off. 
because his poor little legs can't sustain him quite as much as they used to. And yeah. Suchek and Rice are as good a defensive midfield pairing as, as there is in the league, I would say, now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, if if they keep uh, playing as, as a pair, hopefully they'll, uh, you know, their sort of rapport will develop because they do seem to uh, both, in a way, want to go forward. Um, yeah. Suchek is incredibly good at joining the attack, but that does mean that Rice has probably got to, you know, think about staying put when that happens. I mean, they, you know, we were sort of playing with six up front at times against Norwich because they offered so little in, in midfield, but um, uh, they'll have to sort of find a way to, um, you know, make sure one stays back when the other wants to go on a little bit of a maraud because uh, they feel like not dissimilar players. Suchek feels like in a way what, what Rice would like yeah. to be. I think, exactly. I think Rice could definitely learn from him because the way he, he drifts into the box late and makes himself available. You know, he's often the, the furthest player forward. Yeah. So, you know, he's such a fantastic addition to our lineup. He is amazing. He really is. He's been, he's, we, we, you know, it, it's been glaringly obvious we've needed strength in that area for a long while. And um, he, he's exactly the kind of player we needed. And the yeah. two of them, if we can hold on to Rice, the, the two of them as a bedrock in the, in the centre, you know, that, that looks good. Then you've got to look at long-term possibly investing big in a, in a in a kind of creative midfielder to play in front of them because yeah. as you suggest don um you know nobs is is you know t- time is is ebbing away for him yeah absolutely uh, and he's absolutely. capable of the old good performance like that but you know yeah it's the legs of the issue yeah and sadly neither lanzini or fornells appear Not, to be able to fill that role no in no i, I mean I wonder about Fornals because he has shown glimpses this season, hasn't he, of, of the yeah. player he, 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 we think he, he could be. But he's not done it consistently, has he? No, and he hasn't really grabbed a game by the scruff of the neck. You know, he's, um, you know, you you sort of think of other players that 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 have sort of come in to, to play a role like that, even sort of Zerati and certainly Pye. Yeah. Um, those guys look, you know, they just look like men compared to Fornals, who looks like a boy, you know. I mean, I think it's... he might be the kind of player who plays well in a good team and doesn't yeah. know what to do in a, in a not-so-good team. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that might... I mean, I think also he's been played out wide a lot and yeah. I expect he's better inside where he can get on the yeah. ball a little bit more. He, he gets around, he puts himself about, Does, he yeah. can certainly pick a pass and he can pick those those defence unlocking passes that are the difficult ones. Yeah. Final ball is often really good. Um, you know, he's had several assists in this, in, in sort of second half of the season um, that have been you know, really lovely balls. You know, the one through to Bowen when Bowen crossed for the Newcastle goal, for example. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic pass. Yeah, so, it was inside the know, defender, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a really yeah, good pass. And, and, and he's, got a, he's got the engine you need in the league. He really mm. gets about and covers ground. So, I wouldn't. I haven't given up hope on him. Yeah, yet. no, that's fair enough. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you know, in a way, I mean, if we, if if Lanzini's not really going to return to his best, it's sort of we want someone that you know, um, perhaps they'll challenge with with Fornals for that kind of number ten role, with, so that Fornals is either a backup or they just you know yeah. job share that role, you know. Yeah. I mean, in the yeah. ideal world, it could be Wilshire, couldn't it? But yeah, he just, he just looks such a shadow of himself that you know. Yeah, 
and and he's been given plenty of opportunities to come on and change games, and he and he just hasn't. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll keep on talking about this uh, after uh, the break. Uh, after this message. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Um, yes, I mean, it was, uh, again, you know, Norwich made everyone sort of look good, really. But I thought there was just good performances across the pitch. I thought uh, I thought we, we played very well. And, and if we keep playing the way we did, hopefully, you know, we'll um, we'll get ourselves out of trouble. Uh, the uh, Yeah, the extraordinary set of results at the weekend, uh, you know, uh, didn't do us any favours. But, I mean, you know, our destiny is in our own hands. Uh, yeah. Scoring four goals against Norwich was a really good thing to do as well because yeah. it's worth an extra point because, you know, the teams below us, their goal difference is far inferior to yeah. ours. Yes. Um, yeah, and that if is we, definitely... Yeah, and if we re- remain uh, tied neck and neck with Watford, we've got, you know, probably four or five goals over them in, in goal difference, haven't we? So yeah. you know, it's worth um, it's worth a point in its own right. Um now, uh, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is um, is uh, this particular guy. Now, uh, um, as you may know, uh, the poet John Cooper Clarke uh, has had as his muse uh, for the last decade or so West Ham United, rather than rather than a woman he loves or or a particular cause he espouses. Uh, I think his creativity has been sparked more than anything by West Ham United. And he's written uh, another poem, which I will try and sort of do justice to by uh, by by doing it in, in uh, like him, uh, to the best of my ability. So uh, here we go. Um, <clears throat> he parks his motor where he likes. He made Rudiger say yikes. He's not the same as other mics. He's Mikel Antonio. There has been a huge improvement in his touch and in his movement. He's discovered where his groove went. He's Mikhail Antonio. You never knew what he would do. Was he going to pass to you or would it go straight to Giroud? He's Mikhail Antonio. He'd trap the ball, then set it free. His shots would end up in row Z. But he means the world to me. He's Mikhail Antonio. He'd dribble and get dispossessed. His greatest asset was his chest. But now he's better than the rest. He's Mikhail Antonio. He'd pick a pass like David Blunkett, get a chance and then he'd flunk it. He's the bollocks. Who'd have thunk it? He's Mikhail Antonio. He's come on in leaps and bounds. He's worth fifty million pounds. That's not as stupid as it sounds. He's Mikhail Antonio. 
Oh, that's a, that's um. Oh, very good. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Cooper yeah. Clark. Yeah, Mr. Yes, Cooper Clark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was um, it Professor Cooper Clark? Now I think it is. He's uh, yeah, doctor, <laughs> doctor. I think doctor John doctor. Cooper Clark. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and he's and he's um, he's zeroed in on the striking improvement of our makeshift striker. Uh, I mean, I have to say, you know, I have to say, I thought that performance against uh, Norwich was was quite extraordinary because. He was doing a lot of the things that, you know, we we often felt were perhaps not entirely in his wheelhouse. Um, you know, there were some lovely bits of sort of guile. There was a great, um, you know, he he had two defenders on him and he backheeled. He did a cheeky mm, backheel yeah. to Gerard yeah. Bowen. And I've never yeah. seen him do anything like that. You'd see Arnautovic do something like that. You'd see, yeah. never seen him do that. I mean, I think it's been. It's, I mean, it's not. I mean, he was exceptional against Norwich, but that wasn't. Just, I mean, he has been exceptional since we've come back. Yes, uh, well, part, well, not not the, everyone was crap in the Wolves game, but um, he was exceptional against Chelsea, and and uh, you know, and uh, yeah, he bullied right. so much, didn't he? Yeah, mm. um, he's he's too hot to handle at the moment. So it's an extraordinary thing. He's come from sort of the player who nobody seems to quite know exactly what his best position. is is to and we all thought oh no he's not really a central striker we were all saying that after the Wolves and Spurs games yeah you know um but suddenly he's looking like a kind of sort of you know neo dropper isn't he I mean I just did it transformation I mean you know at the grand old age of like 30 or or whatever he is I think he is about 30 he seems to have um you know he seems to have developed you know often footballers pretty much get as good as they're going to be by the time they're about 25 or 26, and then they stay there. But um, Antonio, you know, they're just absolutely things that you thought were not in his skill set that he was doing against Norwich. So Uh, here's the interesting proposition, because the last time Moyes was manager uh, and kept the team up, he got a tune out of Arnautovic by moving him from a wide attacker to a central role and suddenly he started yeah. scoring goals for fun and now he's moved uh although he wasn't the first to do it he is he is getting a tune out of antonio as a makeshift center forward yeah, uh, yeah. are we going to give moy some credit for for making those two players better players i don't know yeah i'd hope so i mean what do you Not think Tom? <laughs> nah sorry <laughs> you just got lucky arnautovic was a great footballer long before he came to west um so uh he could play well wherever he played. It just something clicked. I don't think it had anything to do with Moyes. And I think if you look at the career of Michael Antonio, he's been improving all the time. He has a, such a great attitude towards improving his game. You know, when he started, he didn't have a left foot and he, he, he made absolutely sure that he could shoot with his left foot. He worked and worked and worked and worked on it. And now he has a fairly decent shot with his left foot. He's much better in the air than he used to be. I think, you know, maybe... You can give Moyes a little bit of credit for recognising that Antonio has come on. But I think all the credit should go to him for his hard work and his unbelievable attitude. He just never, uh, ever I stops. I think he's a consummate professional. And I, I love his... I love his. The, he plays with a smile as well, doesn't he? He's, yeah. he, he, plays, yeah. he loves the game. You know, just... Um, I've always liked players who, who you sense, you know, would... Would even if they were playing in the Premier League, you know, and 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 would still be playing in a park and loving it. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's, it's like that's like so many like players that. that come from that's like so many players that come from, you know, lower leagues or non league, isn't it? Like Ian Wright, like Frank McAvenny. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah those absolutely. players. You know. I appreciate the opportunity yeah. that they've had, I think. I, mean, I, I think I think he's he's bloomed late, I think, because of that very reason, in that mm. he he wasn't part of the you know, the the machine, you know, the uh, the youth yeah. system and the schoolboy system and he found his own way. And uh you know, he's had to learn to adapt what, you know, natural attributes he has as a, a, you know, an amazing athlete and make them work inside that, you know, the, yeah. you know, the, the framework of a, of a team like West Ham. And he's finally yeah. got there and it's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. It is great to see. I mean, I mean he's um, like a lot of, as you, you say, athlete, I mean, you know, he's a sprinter, isn't he? And what, what yeah. I mean, he's fast. Um, and he does like quite a lot of sprinters, have relatively lengthy careers, don't they? They don't necessarily, uh, can you? They, they, they often kind of, you know, come into their own in their late twenties and thirties. Well, Liv, Liv you Christie's sense a physically point, becoming, yeah, exactly. So you sense actually, even fact, in terms of his pace and his power, that seems to be. It's not that he's kind of, um, uh, you know, got more wily or, or, or whatever. He's, he's as pacey and powerful as he, he was when he first came, if not more so. Well, I think his stamina has improved as well. I mean, he, you know, we we were talking last week about the fact that when when he first came, he seemed to sort of um, quite often have a problem if he played two games in a week. Um, He seemed often to flag inside of, you know, a 90-minute game, whereas he seems to be able to, you know, seems to be able to go the whole game now, seems to his sort of engine seems to have, um, you know, improved a little bit. I mean, I also think, you know, and again, this might be to Moyes' credit that, that, you know, certainly against Norwich, there were just players closer to him, you know, as yes. we, we've got Suchek yes. who gets forward, uh, Bowen gets forward at every chance, you know, under both Bilic and um, Pellegrini, quite often if we were playing a 4-5, you know, 1 with Antonio up front, he's basically, you know, like Andy Carroll under a Sam Allardyce team, just wandering around on his own, sort of yeah. trying to control long balls with, you know, the top of his head. Um, yeah, that, that's been a big change. Since that, that Wolves game, he was noticeably isolated, wasn't he? Yeah. He, there was nobody yeah. within you know, 20, 30 yards of him. Um, whereas now, very often you'll see Suchek, or um, very often it's four hours, kind of running and yeah. running ahead, anticipating that he's going to get a flick on or whatever. That that sort of sense that you do, you know, if you're going to play with a with a with a with a lone big man in the middle, you have to get bodies close to him. You're absolutely right. Otherwise, you know, even even the strongest best players are going to lose the ball because they're going to have two centre halves close to them, aren't they? You know. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I think also the quality of balling from Cresswell has has uh, been uh, a joy to behold in the last couple of games as well. He seems yeah. to have really that going yes. again. Yeah, he used to be great. I mean, you know, part of that uh, uh, 2015-16 team, part of what made it good was, you know, it wasn't just uh, Dimitri Payet. It was um, that Jenkinson and Cresswell were both sort of pretty close to the peak of their powers and just putting crosses in. Talking of that, you know, that Burnley early cross that's something jenkinson used to do all the time he used to get slightly past the halfway line and start thinking about crossing um and it was fantastic because we hit them early with crosses all the time you know um yeah i was pleased for fredericks to get that assist as well and sort of yeah very good assist as well i mean yeah yeah it was and you feel you know he hasn't quite won over the majority of fans as he's had a stop start 
you know, career, yeah, short career so far. He's another one who you feel, oh, I haven't lost hope in you yet. I still think you've got pace to burn. And, yeah. you know, there's clearly a player in there. You know, I, yeah. um, you just have to hope that, that we can stay up kind of, you know, properly steady the ship, make much more sense of, don't just go chasing some marquee signing who's got an amazing YouTube highlights reel, but actually look at the squad and where it needs strengthening and, um, you know, try and build a team, you know, that yeah, play for each other. Really. And, you know, I, 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 that's what my hopes are for next season anyway. Because I, I don't yeah. think, well, I think we've got some decent players in there. Yeah. I think we I mean, need a goalkeeper though. I think Fab is, is past his peak. Something's happened. Yeah, he's not the player he was. Definitely not. Yeah. No, I think we need a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or sort of one to challenge. You know, one to perhaps be to challenge him. Um, Randolph's not good enough. Randolph's not that. Uh, no, he's okay as the number two. He's he's yeah. fine as number two. Which of course Roberto wasn't. And then the the Roberto catastrophe. You know. Did, did have a big part to play in where we ended up at the first half of the season, didn't it? Shocking, yeah. shocking decision that was. Really yes, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the weekend's results were, I mean, just bizarre. I watched the highlights on Match of the Day of those two games last night, didn't know the scores, and I was literally watching the TV going, you are fucking kidding me. <laughs> It was, wasn't they it? Were it really fucking was. Fucking kidding me. Yeah. What what's happening? It's just but extraordinary. Palace have been on the beach with their sunglasses on, sipping yeah. glasses for some time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no excuse for Leicester though, is there? My God. No, no, no. What happened there? I mean that well it was a it was a bit of a a catalogue of, of misfortune from their you know, sort yeah. of misfortune from their point of view. But um yeah, they they they've got to play somebody else. Haven't they? They've got they've got Villa or, or, or one of our rivals, haven't they? Still to play, and haven't both Villa and Bournemouth got City to play? Man City. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't I know. I mean, Man City are not in the mood at the moment, are they? To they 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 few. You know, they're still. He's got them seething. You know, they're they're not letting people off the hook. They're not putting their feet up, are they? So, no. uh, you've got to expect them to win both those. Which means yeah. they've only got two games left, one of which for Villa is against us, and hopefully it'll all be sorted by then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Beat, beat, beat Watford and we are fine, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah. Watford, you know, both of, the, what, both of their goals against Newcastle were penalties, you know. I mean, yeah. from the highlights that I saw, they didn't look like they were really getting any joy from uh, open play at all. No, they've got some decent players, Watford. They have, yeah, yeah. You know, they will stay up as well. I think. I think the boss, the current bottom three, will will go down. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, it might be that both teams look at it. It's it, it's kind of got a potential nil nil written away. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It and go actually a point each here, and that'll probably be enough for us. Um. um are we at home? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Such such as that is, but um, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, difference, the difference it makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we've got some momentum, a bit of impetus after that last game. I, I didn't think we played for, for 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 you know forty minutes. We played pretty well against Burnley, um, uh, carrying on. We played quite well against Newcastle. Probably should have won that, apart from some sort yeah. of sucker punches. Played yeah. very well against Chelsea. You know, so so I think since the Tottenham game. You know, there's been been more positives than negatives, really, in terms of the 
general play, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you've got to, you've got, you've got to fancy us in this little set of closing games. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one thing I think tactically we need to stick to, and that is to start with Bowen and for Yarmolenko to come off the bench because um, he is so much better coming on with 20 minutes to go. There was times in the, I think it was at the Burnley game where, where Bowen was in some really good positions rather than left and just didn't do anything with them. Was if Yarmo had still been on the pitch, um, you would have expected at least one shot on target or something. So I think yeah. that is, needs to continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yarmo is, um, you know, he's just a great technician and uh, is going to make something happen. He's just, he's not terribly mobile. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, he's tall. He's just a big bloke, so he doesn't, you know, there's yeah. a lot of him to move around the pitch, isn't there? Like, you know, like like any sort of big footballer, like Andy Carroll, you know. Um, but uh, he's, you know, coming off the bench, I think Yarmo's great. Uh, yeah. And, you know, see what happens with Allaire as well. I mean, if he can sort yeah. of, you know, work out a way to make substitutions earlier. Well, that, that was his preferred front three for the last couple of games before the lockdown, wasn't it? The, yeah. Out there with Bowen and Antonio. And it, uh, uh, we were saying, especially after that Southampton game, in fact, they played very well against Arsenal as well, didn't they? They did. It's, it's a, that's a pretty good front three. Um, yeah. So he yeah. might go back to that. He might go back to that. You know, Alain was very unlucky not to not to score with his first touch when he came yeah. down tonight. That's yeah, absolutely. And you know that he's going to win every single ball in the air. So yeah, yeah he does win headers. So if we can get people close to him, and that's what they were starting to do against the Southampton, yeah. they were getting tight to him and creating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Watford are that kind of team, you know, that kind of team where you can pump the ball in and against them and see what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, he uh, scored twice against them in the um, in the game, the early season game over there, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So, uh, I mean, I guess predictions is what we're talking. Um, I've I've got a feeling that that both I think they'll both be cautious. I think if it's going to be, I think it'll be a tight game. I I think we will nick it two one. Two one. Don. Uh, I'd say 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, a draw, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my, I think sort of my head says one all, but I think I might go 3-1 to us. <laughs> I think if we sort of like, you know, I think if, um, yeah, you know, I think if we, if, if we can um, get sort of 2-1 up close to the end of the game, we'll get a third. I think they might sort of collapse a little bit. You know, I think they're still not terribly confident, are they? It's like, um, you know, they're, they're, um, they've been on a slow decline, haven't they? I mean, the last, yeah. you know, I think they struggled last season, didn't they? Didn't we tonk them on the last game of the season? Last we did. Uh, near the end, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went, we went there, didn't we? We did, yeah, we did, yeah. It's like 4-0 yeah. or something, wasn't it? Yeah, Antonio bullied them again. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I think the only caveat for me is that Troy Deeney is the kind of forward we, because we traditionally not do very well against. He's that yeah. bully yeah. of a guy. So that's my caveat. But apart from that, yeah, I think yes, I think yes. We're them. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm sort of um, thankful that uh, Ogbonna's in the team. Uh, Diop is quite easily bullied by a sort of canny 
big centre forward. Um, but, and you know, Ogbonna less so. So I think that's going to be in our favour. Yeah, he's been great since he's been back, absolutely. Yeah, he has been terrific, I think. Uh, you know, really kind of um, a steadying influence, you know. And, and he came back for the Chelsea game, didn't he? I don't think he played in those first two games. Yeah, uh, he made a difference. If you, if, you, if, you watch the, if you watch the games without the crowd noise on it, you can hear him shouting his head off all the time. He's the yeah. one organising everybody. So he's very important. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's a good influence on Diop as well. I think they, you know, I think they work really well together. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... Um, uh, yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Um, so, uh, yeah, feeling positive, sort of good uh, good um, feelings. Hopefully, you know, we'll do the business on Friday and we'll uh, see you next week. This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Don Peretta. Bye then. Come on, you irons. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, Come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.